Hello, everybody. Welcome to another weekly episode here at the YYC Real Estate Show. It's episode 41 and still fresh into the new year of 2024. We have myself, uh, Zach is here in town, so happy to have Zach here over the holidays. Sebastian, of course, is here with me and uh, very excited to have a local fellow real estate agent here in YYC, Marcelo Correa. So we'll get uh, to know Marcelo in a little bit here, but of course, let's dive into the weekly update. Now, to no surprise, over the holidays, uh, Sebastian, you and I, we saw really slow amount of sales in the last week. So what happened in the first week here, or almost first week mm -hmm. in, uh, in January here, we saw 213 sales in all of Calgary for the last seven days. And uh, let's, out of curiosity, let's see what the highest sale was, 2.28. Elbow Park, second highest, we got 1.5 in West Hillhurst. And of course, we always like to see the lowest as well. Oh, this yeah. might be a typo. I'm assuming it's a typo. Partial ownership. Well, what? Yeah, see typo. Yeah. We see typos sometimes. Like Selling, that's yeah. gonna be updated at three forty, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. So that's actually not the lowest sale. So lowest sale is one five four, full asking price yeah. in Sonalta, and uh, one sixty, a hundred dollars over the asking price in Sonalta. Nice. Same building too. Unit three or one oh, or really? two or three. Yeah. Must have been the same owner that sold it. Uh, we don't know, but uh, we'll keep that confidential. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. One, uh, let's see how many active listings we have in town. Out of care, how many you guys think we have? I want to say... Uh, because 3, of the numbers. 3,000? I want to say 2,100. Because of the numbers, I'm going to say 1,900. Yeah, Because of the numbers? Nice! No, 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 that's not correct. Oh. Oh, 1,773 active listings. That's so, incredible. You know, I always do like to see, um, you know, those that were waiting to list their home in the new year. Let's have a look at how many brand new listings there are. Brand, brand new. So, wow, quite a bit. Because I looked at it the other day and there was only five new listings. So as you can see, a lot of people that were on the fence decided to list their home now. So you have 14, let's see here, 14... 26, sorry, 14, 39 so far. Wow, keep going 64. So yeah, quite a bit. There was 75 brand new listings today. Mm -hmm. So again, all those people that were waiting to list, um, yeah. they've now started to put their self on the market. I have a few listings that uh, I was waiting to list as well, and I'm going to wait until the end of next week, Thursday, to list those. And we can talk about them uh, next week's episode as well. So anything you guys want to talk about? Any deals over over this holiday break that you guys were working on? I mean, we talked about mine, which was just special assessment and some condos. So yeah, that's all I have as an update. Yeah, personally, I had a lot of, I had a couple of showings, but nothing that hit. Um, a lot of talks with my clients. Obviously, you, you always want to follow up over the break and see how people are doing let alone business or not, wish people obviously Merry Christmas and Happy mm -hmm. Holidays. But I mean, I think everyone that I kind of talk to is kind of waiting until this new January market to see what New Year's going to bring. Um, so it was slow for me personally. I know that 
I mean, obviously some people were busy, but a lot of realtors I did talk to was, were pretty slow over the break. So mm-hmm. I think it's all about getting out there now and, you know, new year, new me, new people, new buyers. Yeah. So of hopefully you can get some business there. Nice. Let's uh, see what's going on with the rates. You know how everyone was all excited about the new year and the bank holding steady on rates? Yeah, okay. So I know that they did hold steady. What is it? 7%? No. Uh, it's 5, but then plus prime, it brings it to a yeah. 7. 7 yeah. and change. Yeah, so 7.54 all the way up to 8. But no one does a one-year fix, and then they're going to do these ones here. So this is always prime plus. So if anyone you ask and they say, oh, the rates are at 5%, when you do a mortgage and you buy a property, you're going to see around 7%. That's if you have the best credit available. Yeah. So the prime rate in Canada today is 7.2%. So. Okay. But let's see if they... Hold steady and we'll see about What's that. the schedule for uh, for when they're going to release or update the interest rates? So let's see. It's good to find out. Next update. January 24th. Oh, yeah. So January 24th, we'll have our next interest rate announcement. So we'll have an episode on the 25th. Just click on that. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. What do you think? We'll go up? Everyone's hoping it's gonna finally come down. Yeah. So let's see. Don't you don't think it'll come down? I hope it does. Yeah, I don't know. I, just because of the way the market is, the housing crisis, there's not enough stuff for sale. Yeah, I just want to see if you said anything about the, 20, the 24th and the schedule. That's all right. Yeah, that's all good. We'll have a look and yeah. see what happens later. Yeah. But uh, let's, let's introduce our guest. And our guest is Marcelo Correa. Uh, please say hello to everybody out there. Hello, my name is Marcelo Correa. I'm born and raised in Calgary. Uh, been a realtor for Since two years, but I've been a realtor for a while, but I took uh, many years off. Okay. Yeah, uh, 07, I believe you got your license. Yeah, and that's how me and Shiraz met in uh, class, Mount, physical class. Yeah, um, Mount Royal College at the a, time. When the real estate course was in person. Yeah. In person. In and person. had to have 90% attendance. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So we're rushing some days to get there. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know it was in person. It was in person, uh, three months class, eight hours a day, full wow. time. That's a commitment. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was you know, two months. Almost three, I would say, including the exams and the study yeah. break for the exams. Yeah. So it was all in about three months. And then back then it was... It was uh, all the... Oh, you had to take all three, yeah. Commercial, residential. Agricultural. Agricultural. So you had to do the schooling for all three as part of the course. But when you took your exams, if you weren't going to do those, you didn't have to take the commercial or the agricultural exam. But you have to get the education in all of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So then in my mind, I'm like, if we're getting the education, why not? Yeah. And so that's why I have all three. Did you pass the first time? Of course, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure, a smart guy. <laughs> was, I remember was, the commercial was hard. It yeah. was that one. That one you actually had to study for. The other oh one, yeah, it was a lot of math. Common and, sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The commercial was. It's just all math, right? It's yeah. all just calculating future costs and depreciation and that actually, kind of stuff. Of equations. Assets and depreciation of assets, those kind yeah, of things, yeah. and then lease rates and stuff like that. So commercial is very different. But yeah, it was just a lot of math. But yeah. So what brought you into real estate? Why did you want to get well, into real estate? 
real estate, like everybody is like freedom of time. Yeah. But sometimes it's not so free. No. And uh, and now like uh, I'm a single dad, so it works out good. You know, like I could work at home or I can drag them around with me or, you know, I could leave them at my sister's for a bit. But yeah, that's it works for me as a as a single dad. Too. Yeah, you, you couldn't do that if you had to go to your job and be there like yeah. eight, nine hours. Right. Yeah. So it, there is definitely freedom, but don't get it confused that we work less than mm-hmm. anyone else out there. In no. fact, we put in more hours, yeah. I would say. I mean, we're, we're working, if we have to, at 8 p.m. We're not off the clock at 5, and that's no. it, right? So. But you can run to, your, to the school, pick them up, drop yeah. them off, and then just keep going, you know? Right. Yeah. So that, for that part. And then, uh, yeah. I just, and uh, we, we talk about Airbnbs uh, quite a bit on the show. Um, so I understand you have, you have an Airbnb as well. I have an Airbnb in Mexico and an Airbnb here in Calgary. So the one in Mexico is easy to run, especially now like their system has much better translating. Like before it was like, Mm. I really needed to like speak to people in Spanish and type out and but now it's like I don't even bother I don't even know what language they 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 speak I just write everything in English whatever they respond is in English and wow it's That's really cool. good the translating I've the only thing I've had problems with is uh my password for my uh wi-fi says viewpoint 206 so it translates viewpoint so oh. now I have to change my password to just numbers Oh, okay. That yeah. makes it easy. Then. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. it's only happened twice and just recently. So now I'm like, okay, I got to change that. So once. what is viewpoint in Spanish? What are they? Saying? I don't even know. Punto de vista. Punto de vista. Yeah. <laughs> Punto de vista. It sounds Italian. And so they'll message you like, it doesn't work. I'm like, oh yeah. Viewpoint. It translates. Try it again. <laughs> so that, and then uh, Airbnb here in, uh, in Calgary at the Guardian, and I don't know if you guys know the, the building, yeah, but um, yeah, building well. it's a sub penthouse, 1700 square foot apartment and beautiful view. And, uh, but that is tough because, you know, like Calgary has downtown over a thousand Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. And this one is gets rentals cause it allows pets, but it also is a pain in the ass for yeah. cleaning. Yeah, just seventeen hundred square feet. Yeah. yeah, dog hair everywhere in the you know on the because you allow pets now it, because the, the building allows thirty seventh floor wow. right, but mm-hmm. but because the building allows pets doesn't mean you as an Airbnb host can allow them. You can just say no pets for your bookings, yeah. right? Yeah, I would. But to that. stay competitive, you know, my client wants pets. You know, yeah, yeah. So, that's right. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing. no, yeah, you got it exactly. So. uh as a fellow agent, is there any, of course, we don't disclose any personal information, but we've always, sh- we've shared some funny and, you know, cool stories about being real estate agents. So do you, is there something that comes to mind about like a, a crazy deal or something you didn't expect? Or was there anything that comes to mind when, I, if someone asks you, like, what's the most memorable deal you've yeah, done? Like client interaction or anything like that. No, nothing, nothing crazy. Just difficult buyers mm-hmm. and like right to the end and unfortunately this deal that I did the uh, uh, my my client didn't have a, 
a lawyer, the lawyer that he was using was too busy and couldn't take him. So I referred a lawyer and it turned to be a disaster. And because was, of the lawyer? The because lawyer. Yeah, okay. the lawyer did a hold back without verifying with my client. Mm. And it was about minor stuff. And, and you know, we negotiated a price on on the sale of the apartment where, you know, we, we lowered the price because of some of these things that were found in the home inspection. And then they kept coming back there going, oh, there's this, this, we're doing a hold back. I'm like, we... we we uh, negotiated that. Let's call up the lawyer. I'm like, why'd you give them the whole back? Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. They just did it without even talking to me or talking to the other lawyer. So that dragged on. Like after closing, I literally was dealing with my client for the next two months. Hey, have you talked to a lawyer? Hey, I'll call him back. Eh, what's going on? Oh, have they released some money? Oh, why did they do that? Oh, I want my money back. I was like, oh my God, man. It was like a disaster. And it was because of this, because of using a bad lawyer. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like we talk about how we have a team in place, a mortgage broker we refer, a lawyer, a home inspector, appraiser, right? Cleaning companies. So mm -hmm. as time goes on and you you become more of a, a veteran in this industry, you find things out the hard way sometimes yeah. on yeah. who to refer and who not to refer. Well, so. that was one of the other things, like in the contract, because we had negotiated the price lower. The guy wanted professional cleaning with receipts. I said, well, we negotiated a, a lower price because you're coming in to renovate. So we're not going to, we're not going to do a professional clean. We're just going to clean it. Since you're going to gut the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At closing the, yeah, that was part of the, part hold of the, the holdback. The lawyer's like, yeah, you have to do professional clean. I'm like, it doesn't say receipts. I'm like, who determines what a professional cleaner is? Like, well, they went to school to be a professional cleaner. Like, yeah. the fuck is a professional yeah. cleaner? <laughs> we clean the fucking place, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, you, they didn't say we needed receipts from a cleaning company. They said, we'll just clean it. Yeah. But yeah. they still held that back, like, three, $400. I was like, ah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So everything has to be written out in detail, yeah. you know? Yeah, we... I learned that. Yeah, definitely get amount. everything in writing, especially if you're doing holdbacks. Not only can you say, we want professional cleaning with receipt. We want the garage opener repaired. We want this oven repaired. You have to write a dollar amount next yeah. to those items that you're identifying as a holdback. So I have to say professional cleaning with invoice or 500 holdback. Repair the oven or oh, 200 holes. That's back. a good idea. You have I'll, to do that. I'll remember that. Because lawyers, they can't just choose an arbitrary amount and they won't do a holdback because they're legally not um, entitled to put an amount yeah. arbitrarily. They can't just say, yeah. well, we'll just do 5,000 holdback and see how much the costs also, come in. If the terms don't say holdback, technically they're not entitled to any holdback exactly. whatsoever. Exactly. The word has to be yeah, there you as well. You have to put in holdback, so. the amount, and like even even dates if it's supposed to happen after closing and everything. The other disaster in that in that in that deal was the the window coverings. It was a it was a property. It was an apartment that had. Mm -hmm. uh, had uh tenants yeah when the tenants moved out they took the window coverings but there was this just shitty curtains so i was like oh fuck it whatever i go home depot buy pop 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 put them all up they're like no it's not the exact same ones that were there from before i'm like oh my god i'm like they're newer and nicer <laughs> no 
Then they, no, we want those window they coverings want those with like, the stains on them. Man, the tenants hated me because I was like, I was booking showings like fuck all day, right? And yeah. So the tenants said they after they moved out, they didn't want to, they didn't respond, they didn't, they don't want to talk to me. And so I was like, fuck, thinking I didn't want to put my my client out, you know. Like, yeah. So I went and bought the window coverings because it wasn't that many; it was just an apartment. Yeah. Mm. No, no, no. We want the original ones. I was like, fuck. So this was you representing the seller, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And trying to keep see, and then not only does that go to like you did a great job for your seller. You took on this and you um, stood up for any mistakes that weren't caught and things weren't in writing. But, you know, where's the other agent involved in this, right? You should work together. You guys should have been working together on this. Perhaps yeah, she splitting the cost, right? She stopped like, answering. It. I've had issues like this with deals. And me and the other agent, just to put it to bed, we'll, we would just split. Yeah. And say, hey, if there's if there's an issue and it's a professional cleaning and it's $500 we would each just give 250 and everyone's yeah. happy and the deal's done right why drag it on get lawyers involved for for something like the window covering were taken or professional and and what bothered us the most was that this guy on closing his his realtor didn't tell him or lawyer didn't tell him that he has to be in town for closing they're they're to, to do a virtual closing they have to have an affiliate office wherever the, the, like these lawyers from Calgary, wherever this guy was, they picked the closing date. They moved it up. We agreed, fine, a, a quicker closing. The guy goes to Texas, day of closing. I'm like, you could have lost your deposit, man, and you're you're busting my balls over a window coverings? You could have <laughs> lost 10 grand, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm like, come on, work with us. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I was like, and oh see, my God. Yeah, that just goes to show uh, you have to... Even if you have a good rapport with the other side and you assume, you know, handshake deal and everyone's on, on board, if it's not in writing, yeah. nothing's going to be enforced, right? So another, I, another very, sorry, another yeah, very um, important uh, reminder that I had of my first deal as a realtor ever. And I, I had good mentors in you and um, some of my other team members. When in new builds, when you're doing contracts, you have to make sure that all the appliances that you think are there are going to be there when it closes like sometimes builders will put you know like washer and dryer or something to make it look good mm -hmm. when for showings and then you'll get there and there's no washer and dryer and your buyers like and you, you yeah four, five, ten grand so they'll, they'll do it as part important. of staging yeah, there's not, yeah right? staging, but if it's so. not there in the goods included the no. unattached goods the chattels yeah they call them just, like it's it, yeah. yeah you I've, have to get it i've in, right? learned to just be like so much like so specific on contracts. yeah and so specific and so specific with these new oh. ones that you you should just protect yourself and say as seen on yeah. mls yeah, yeah as seen on this date yeah, yeah, yeah. so that you can reference mm -hmm. from that date yeah. because what if you you know during staging there's you know five thousand dollars set and you get there and it's like a one thousand yeah, dollar white could, like, you know because yeah, yeah. that happens too a lot of times and not just with uh, new bills it happens a few you know not not that often luckily but it does happen where you you go in for possession and and things are swapped out right mm -hmm. well we like we like these we bought them a year ago we're going to take them to our new place and they'll just get uh you know other ones that they just got off facebook marketplace yeah. right for the new owners so yeah, i've seen some people do the whole thing where they'll grab the spec sheet from the builder mm -hmm. and they'll have the uh well the builder sign the spec sheet like initial every patient confirming mm -hmm. that this is exactly what's going to be in the property for lighting and tile yeah, yeah. and finishes and whatnot yeah. so there's definitely quite a few things you can do to protect uh, your client but the, the problem with sometimes with those things 
is that the builder won't provide the spec sheet, right? They won't provide the info. Yeah. It's very hard to get some, the info some, sometimes. Some builders are easier to work with. Some, some are not. Like, yeah. it and that's, level. that's like everything. Though. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Other realtors, yeah, some clients, some clients, right? Yeah. We just have to make sure we conduct ourselves in the same way yeah. each time. Yeah. And as time goes on, you'll you'll filter out those that may not respect your time or value. Yeah, and, yeah for sure. You know, just stay positive. Don't let a few deals... Uh, get you down and stuff so but it is amazing how many like like in your experience how many realtors would just like not care about like the deal close like, today like, i'm not helping you yeah it's Click, like right? well i mean yeah we all do jill do deal holy due diligence. due diligence i hate that word i can never, <laughs> I can never do it yeah. <laughs> to, to, to do that so, today junior <laughs> yeah so i had one realtor wave he's supposed to wave conditions we extended it two or three times and uh, the day he's supposed to waive the conditions, it's like, it's like Friday. It's like Friday night. Won't respond to me. Won't respond. I'm like, yo, man, what's going on, man? Writes back, yo, man, people have lies, man. It's the weekend. I was like, what the hell, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I'm like, what do I tell my clients? Are you, are you guys going to buy this house or not? If not, like, we got to move on. Yeah. Give us a non-waiver and let us yeah. move on. Yeah, people yeah. have lives. Yeah, <laughs> and we're that property. We are waiting for the 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 sewer pipe was blocked, but we didn't know if it was on city property or or our property. So we we're we we're waiting for the city to come out, which yeah. I thought, oh, they come out right away. That's another one I I learned is uh, if you explain to them, hey, blah blah blah, they'll like they backburn you. But if you're like, it's an emergency, there, it's backing up, they'll come out right away. So we found out that the uh, right at the tie-in is where it, where it was it wasn't on our property. So yeah. they waived conditions. That's fine, we'll buy the house. Nice. Yeah. But it took some work. And yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about a little bit about YYC, and uh, we always ask our guests um, if there's one thing you could change, what would it be, and what's one thing you really love about living here and and about YYC. Well. First off, I love Calgary, YYC, because I was born and raised here. And so I love everything about Calgary. I love the, you know, the, the, all the different seasons, you know, we have summer, even if it's, but you know, we have really nice winters because Chinooks and yeah. so I like the weather here. I don't mind the cold. I don't mind the, you know, the fall and all that stuff. And, um, so I, really like Calgary for that. I think Calgary is some of the best restaurants and cuisine. Like it's, yeah. you know, we're s such a diverse culture here. Yeah. So those are some of the things I love about Calgary. Um, what I don't like is like, you know, how spread out it is and how, you know. It's the, it's the size of New York, Calgary yeah. is. Like it's mm -hmm. the same sizes New York. so i wish downtown was was denser and more vibrant yeah. and, you yeah. know but calgary's a new city so it's you know culture wise it's it kind of struggles compared to other you know other places yeah. mm -hmm. and uh and you know and having said that like even the culture part it's like it seems like you know everything is really expensive even when it's like you know like you know some say this mexican restaurant or you know, Indian restaurant or they try to make it too fancy and just yeah. be like, come on, just give me some butter chicken. And yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like kind of make it more like uh, accessible or I don't know what the word is, but yeah. 
Why'd you look at me when you said Indian restaurant? <laughs> Just kidding. Because <laughs> I don't think there is many Pakistani restaurants. There is. Really? There's yeah, quite a bit. Which one's your favorite? Uh, my house. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Pusa. Pusa is my favorite, but they're Bang ba- Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Yeah. Yeah, there's a but lot. It's of very India. similar, right? Food's the same. Culture's the same. Um, India got broken up into many different cultures. But, uh, I mean, differences of religion and languages and things like that. But the, the food, the culture, the clothes, like, it's all the same. And, of course, we all look the same. So. <laughs> it's true. We're all, we're all India. And then all of a sudden, it's all these different countries. But we won't get into that. <laughs> what I do want to get into. Just real estate show. Yeah. What I do want to get into is... Uh, we were talking before the, the show started here about um, a new, exciting new zoning, zoning in town, right? I like zoning. So yes. Zonings are exciting. This will help um, a lot of people that have property that fall within these um, jurisdictions. So the new zoning I want to talk about is called HGO. HGO is what people are calling it. And uh, I'll just read over. And anyone can just go to the, the Calgary website or Google HGO zoning and you'll find a lot of information. So I'll go over October of uh, 2022, they approved these changes, but again, it takes time for them to come into effect. These changes came into effect January of last year. And uh, what is HGO? HGO? It's a new housing district for the center and inner city that allows a range of grade oriented housing. So it adds the options of higher intensity redevelopments than that of RCG, which was always um, predominantly desirable. So anyone that wanted an RCG, now they could even get an HGO. So where can you put it? Focus for this district is along busier streets with amenities close by. There are two ways to determine the appropriate location of HGO through an approved local area plan and using location criteria. So what are the specific rules? So the maximum height, three stories, 12 meters, um, one and a half floor area ratio, 60% coverage on the parcel of land. Minimum parking is half a stall, so per unit, but this is math. Uh, and the permitted uses, this is an important one. The dwelling unit is a permitted use and can be built as long as the proposal meets the rules of this district. So the landscape obviously is required and uh, storage unit, what else? There's some, oh, here's some examples, right? Of what you could do mm-hmm. instead of, so you have this property, this property existing, but now on these properties you can, with HGO, you can create many more units. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm, sure for, I'm sure for some people it's incredibly exciting and for others it's not so exciting thinking that the Calgary is going to be more dense. I remember going door knocking and this one lady in Montgomery who just so upset there's duplexes being built in her. Yeah. Yeah. Like on my street, I'm like one of the last R2 lots. The rest are infills and duplexes. Yeah. And parking is like nobody parks in their garage because the garages are too small. Yeah. So our parking is like jam now. Crazy. On the street. Our street parking is busy. Everyone's got two cars. Yeah. yeah so. Minimum two cars usually. So do you have to apply for that or it's... Yeah, you'd have to apply to get a rezone to HGO. But it's not as hard as 
than it was before. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if any other cities in Calgary have done a similar approach or have done a similar thing. Well, it's kind of like, you know, Ontario has all these in place, like where here we can only build an infill. Well, Mm -hmm. Ontario on the same plot of land, 50 by 120, they can do a fourplex all day long. Yeah. And we can't do that, right? We need a wider and longer lot to do a fourplex. Yeah. Um, Whereas now with this change, you'll be allowed to do things like that. Mm. I was just seeing if we could get some more uh, information on it. Yeah, but I mean, the good news is with initiatives like this is that hopefully over the long term, it's going to hopefully not increase housing costs as much and rental costs because those are going crazy without enough inventory of of rental and and homes on the market. Look at the following uses that are already approved and permitted. If you get HGO in your street or your land, these are the these are the uh, permitted uses already that come along with it. So accessory residential building. Uh, home-based child care, secondary suite. So there's a lot oh, of stuff that's I already like that. yeah. up. Let's have a look Park. at what, what this this is telling you. Uh, main residential building. Maybe attached to a backyard suite. Does not require stalls. Maybe it'll make it easier to make carriage suites. Yeah. Yeah, it's already like approved. It says yeah. right there, you can have a dwelling in the back. Two, does this take so a dwelling must be two or more rooms. So to have like an additional dwelling. Mm-hmm. Has to have a kitchen, living, sleeping, and sanitary facilities. Yeah. None of that. But it's cool that it's already approved for um, childcare. Home business mm-hmm. is already approved. Yeah. Secondary suites mm-hmm. already approved. The biggest one is that they all come mm-hmm. with the option of a secondary suite. It's already good to go. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to fall under the... You have to be you're, you have to be um, approved to get rezoning to H H goal, right? Yeah. So. And when does that take effect? It's in effect. It's in effect right now. It's in effect. January second. Yeah, yeah nice. it's in effect. Well, Twenty twenty three, so it's been in effect for. Oh. So I don't know why the relationship just. Did you just oh, kind of? Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. It did yeah, say twenty twenty three. Yeah, it was not twenty twenty four. Well, that 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 what you clicked on said. So on October 2022, the council approved the changes, making it more possible to build housing such as great oriented row housing townhomes in Calgary. Um, these changes so it's been a year. Effect it's been a year. in January 2023. But again, when it takes a year, all those people that make the applications, how long does it take for you to actually have your and well, for, first, and for first influx of each goal, right? For a legal suite, uh, it takes about three months. Yeah. But that's if you're already zoned for that. Yeah. Yeah, so probably more, probably. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. If your property falls into it? Yeah. I wonder. Because, yeah, you would be. Because you're part of the train station, but I'm not. I don't know. Do you remember the one article that said that, like, uh, did it say that 60% of Calgary was automatically going to get rezoned? Yeah, there was an article, but again, that all has to go through mm. the councils and the and the boards and stuff, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Because there's a lot of R1 lots that are just as big as R2 lots. Yeah. You know, like in Glendale. And yeah, exactly. It's weird. Well, I'm sure they had, like, they, they didn't want to make... Before, they didn't want to overpopulate certain neighborhoods, so they probably just assigned... Mm-hmm certain R2 to whatever properties, but now 
with how Calgary's growing. Do you guys, do you guys, do you guys, because I, I also read something that said that Calgary should be as big as Toronto in like 10 years or something like that. Do you guys believe that? Do you guys think no. that's possible? I don't think it's possible. Anything's possible, but it will take a lot of time. <laughs> believer. Yeah. It will take a lot. Years, I mean, uh, look, we're, well, we're how many people live in Toronto? Like three point? GTA has got to be like yeah, the G- eight, nine, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe just tr- yeah. let's have a look. Oh. But we we're at what one point seven, one point six. What are we at? One point six, right? I think. Calgary. Po- I'll look at it right now for us. So Calgary population one. Po- okay, no twenty. GTA is five point nine million. So six million. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. No man, then ten years. See one point yeah, six. We're no at one point six. Yeah. And for us to get to six mil. Yeah. That's can, a you, long can you click on that link? I want to see how the population is growing. I wonder if it has a graph that we could that we could view. Oh yeah. It went from 1.5 to 1.61 to 1.64. So And then 1.665 1. 1. 1. in 2023. Yeah, it would have to. Have, no, yeah. Toronto would have to burn down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toronto would have to burn down. Everyone from the Ukraine has to come yeah, here. Yeah, like, <laughs> we'll omit that from this. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. So there you go. 6.4. Oh, Vancouver. Um, I didn't realize. It's not that. Yeah, even like at Toronto's. Yeah. I'm going to Windsor. I went to Windsor. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Marcelo, how can people uh, reach out to you? Um, is is there uh, any social media handles you want to let My everyone social know? Social media is not that active. I have a phone your, number. What's your Instagram? It's MarceloCorea.ca. Okay. Yeah. That's and your website, of course, as well. That's. But is that your Instagram page? My Instagram page is MarceloCorea.ca. Oh, it is. Okay. It is. Wow. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, Facebook just Marcelo Korea. Yeah, and spell spell. Uh, M a r c e l o. Yeah. Korea C o r r e a. Okay. And phone C-A. number. You said phone, phone number four zero three nine nine nine. 7801. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have any questions for, for us at all? No, no. Yeah. Everything pretty standard. Well, thanks again for coming on. It was, uh, it was great to get to know you a little more. And for those viewers out there, another fellow great agent in town, if you're ever interested, you want to reach out to any one of us, we'd be love to help you out. And to share some cool stories about our experiences and learning things by going through them. We can read all the books we want, take all the courses we want. But until you're actually live doing deals is the only way you're going to learn all the ins and outs about A to Z selling a property or buying a property. Well, having said that, you know, Shiraz has helped me out quite a bit with, I call him up and ask him questions. And I always found like, you know, all these like groups and like YouTubers and this and that training it's like everyone talks about marketing and instagram and tiktok but no one actually talks about how to do a deal yeah which is weird and so that's i don't know that's kind of a side thing that no we that can talk up, about but, it uh you know shiraz has helped me out quite a bit with with you know little questions i'm like you know anything and it's like yeah do this do that but it's sometimes i feel like these uh these trainers or whatever these uh, coaches, coaches yeah. they drop the ball on the real stuff like you know let's yeah. practice door knock scripts 
Yeah. Instead of let's do a contract and pretend we're buying this house. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, and even having said that, like, uh, you know, like contract, like we're realtors, but it's, it's a legal contract. And like, there's, there's no lawyer that came into my training or anywhere no. and said, Hey, this is what this means. Hey, this is what, Actually, you know, Hey, put a dollar amount on your hold back, you know, right. Put the so, term hold back. So things right? like that is, uh, you know, it's nice to have a, a fellow realtor that, that is willing to answer the phone and take time. Well, yeah. something that we could look into as a show, maybe do like a, a session, one kind of not an episode of the update, but kind of walk through like for realtors, like what we sh- what to look for in a contract. Obviously, province to province is different for, for yeah. Well, I mean, and even for, for, Alberta, for like, even for the viewers out there, I mean, if you're looking to buy or sell, you're going to see these same yeah, contracts. Sure. That's you're right. going to sign and them. And you're going to want to know what you, what you are signing and what you yeah. should sign and not. So that's yeah. actually not a bad idea. We should we'll we'll do it. Yeah. 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 Do a live. Lawyer on you. A live, yeah. You can do that. We don't need to. He means like, Nevertheless, it's, it's good purchase, for like, because some things are like, but yeah, but it, we need to have a lawyer yeah. then we could write one bad contract and one good one and hand to him and he could go, this is, yeah, this that's is a good. great idea. Like, yeah, honestly, or, or get yeah. a civilian in here, get a lawyer and a civilian. Yeah. I mean, we're Because they see <laughs> contracts like <laughs> every day. hundreds of contracts. Yeah. So they'll be, you know, they'll be like, no, not that, no, this, you know, do yeah. this, do that. Right. Yeah. It, it would be beneficial for the consumer and other realtors to see exactly mm-hmm. what a lawyer would recommend. You put on the contract or what not to put on the contract. Yeah, because who knows what they're saying every time they see our real estate contracts, right? Are they like yeah. huffing and puffing like yeah. these yeah. realtors, yeah. right? I mean, the wording yeah. changes so much between contracts. I know. Every realtor kind of wears it differently, yeah, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's weird. It should be like more of a standard. Like all, always in that 9.2 other terms, there's always a paragraph. Oh, yeah. Everyone writes it different, it's right? It's crazy. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, quick bullet points or like a paragraph and like... Yeah. Yeah, it's like, and then it's how like about those? How about those clients that want to go then put that personal touch? I've had clients literally take the contract and want it old fashioned and printed, so that they can handwrite on the side of the contract on the top. We really love your home. We're we're a great family. Please give it to us. Like really? it was really common when we were going through multiple offers um, about a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. So it was really common to have a personal note accompany your offer from the buyer yeah, to the I, seller. Yeah, I did a couple of those. I didn't never had them on the contract. I had them like, that's if insane. you looked at the contract, it was like blue ink border around that's the almost, contract. That's almost like, yeah, I wouldn't like that. Did you have so to messy. initial those? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's on the contract. It, it is. It is. Would you have to initial those notes and those comments and a bunch of hard doodles, a little box? Yeah. It was it was like, literally just just like yeah, yeah. It was just an extra personal touch and yeah. and it worked. I mean, some flowers. My 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 client got that property right? mm-hmm. and be, they were thankful for those little notes. <laughs> yeah, so, it's you know it's crazy the things you you come across. Right? I wonder if you're allowed to send contracts with a gift for the realtor. Is that is that like what do you bribing? mean gift? Like if you were like oh here's like a gift card for this place is that considered bribing if you gave a Explain a little more. Like if you were, if you had an offer. Give yeah. me a scenario. Like, yeah, like you have a buyer, right? Okay. And you're putting in an offer and you contact the realtor and be like, hey, here's my offer and here's a little gift. That is bribery. That yes. is bribery, yes. <laughs> that is illegal. That is the definition of bribery. <laughs> <laughs> there is a set, there is a, there's an <laughs> that's incentive. A suitable, that's a suitable offense. Yeah, there's an incentive there 
for you to accept my yeah. offer and here's the incentive. Here's a $500 gift card. Take but what, what if it did nothing? You just took the card like, thanks. What if it was still not taking your offer? Yeah, then you just gave away $500. What if it was like client to client? Because you can write notes to a client. Like you can say like, because I had ones like, and you had them or you write personal notes. But what if it was a personal note and a $50 gift card? Well, they might just be like offer <laughs> like more money. Yeah. Like you never know. When yeah. it comes to like involving money, a gift card money, um, yes, that that can bring up red flags and be, be <laughs> like bribery, a, like right? Like a hand-knit sweater. Like in yeah. in anything, it's like <laughs> when you're like a Christmas sweater. Like a hand-knit sweater. That's gonna <laughs> kill the deal for you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's gonna not get you yeah, out. <laughs> this might be a, another topic, but the 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 you know the bidding. Like, why I don't I don't get why. There can't just be open bidding. We, you and I talked about yeah, this sure. a lot about you know I mean? how how there should be allowed to be um, an auction type scenario where if a seller agrees and says, "Yeah, I want the top, and I'm getting ten offers," so instead of these people going in blind, and we've all seen it, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not discussing any any property here, so I'll, it's free to talk about this, but I'll give some examples. So, five offers come in for a property. And the winning offer does not know how much they outbid the second highest offer. Yeah. So mm -hmm. sometimes you'll see them. I've seen them as big as $40,000 difference mm -hmm. when it should be a thousand, two thousand. If everyone knows, right. They'll just keep outbidding each other like an auction and go to their maximum. But I think it's a little unfair to the buyer who had to pay 40,000 over and above the second highest offer when 5,000 would have done it. 2,000 would have done it. Right. Yeah. So, do you think that's why Rika does it that way? Um, what's the purpose of it being blind? I, maybe, like maybe so people don't get bullied. Like the general consumer doesn't oh. get bullied by maybe someone who has bigger pockets potentially. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Um, but it is. It is tough to yeah. That is because I mean there could be a forty thousand dollar difference, or you could know someone's vulnerable and do five hundred, and they can't push five hundred. Then it's like, yeah, yeah. There's there's there's, there's it's. Yeah, there's a lot of, obviously, it's been yeah. a lot of thought put into why they do that, but. Yeah, well. I kind of, I mean, in some ways I like it, in some ways I don't. I, I feel like the the closed, like the private bidding for properties is, I don't know, do you think it generates more money than an open auction for, 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 for properties? I think, I think it really, would really have to be 50, almost 50, 50. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Maybe I could be wrong, like I said, but I think. Well, I there'd think there'd be scenarios where it would be, and then the auctions where it wouldn't. I think, be. It depends. Mix, I think it's, a mix of the both would probably yield. Well, and the and best like the, the price seller. point of the house, like if you're talking about like in the hundred to like four hundred thousand yeah. dollar range, like I think private would get more money. I think, or it wouldn't hurt the the buyers or sellers. Yeah. I think in the range of like one point five and up mm -hmm. million, when people have yeah. that money to spend and they really want the house, and it's kind of just throwing dollars to get it. I think. Yeah. But, like there is one property that was listed really low. I remember like a year or so ago and it was gutted. Like it was completely gutted. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course everyone on MLS is like, wow, this place is... And you show up, there was like, it was a going show. There was like lineup of people trying to get in there. And it's like, okay, so if it's someone that's renovating that home, buying it to renovate it, you know, like Shiraz says, like they're thinking their dollar amount, you, you gotta, put X amount in to renovate it. Fuck, they might have lost it for whatever. Who knows how much they lost the bid to, to, to the next person, right? Mm -hmm. 
I think in a situation like that, open bid, you know, and a guy knows how much he wants to spend, but it's like, but yeah. yeah, I wish it would be that easy, but it's not. I was trying to look into it as we're talking here. And of course, the only options for you to auction your home and real estate auctions that are available are for foreclosures and things yeah. like that. And there is, there is auctions that come into place, but then they're advertising it as, you know, alternative ways to buy and sell a property aside from the traditional channels. Um, you can you can auction it, but as you see here, a buyer you have to qualify and register to get a bidding number, and submit a, a refundable deposit five to ten percent. Starting price maybe the balance owed on the mortgage. So none of this goes into that what we're talking yeah. about. Like can can we yeah. have it open instead of silent, right? I mean, if, if it was optional, I could see it being more beneficial for the seller if you could do like a closed one to start, and then at the very end being like everybody. This is the highest bid. Well, what happens what, is... Does anybody else want to put in another offer? What happens is um, competing offers, you have the right when you're representing just your seller and you see all these competing offers, you do have the right to go back to two of mm -hmm. them and say, it's you two that are... And you know, you have to be careful with your words, not disclose numbers and say, you two are very close. My seller likes your two offers. So can you two please revise and come one more time with yeah. your very best and we'll best choose the best one. So there's cases where those two best offers have a chance to be, and knowing that they're against only one other one and see how much each side's willing to pay. And the seller's happy with that. They get much yeah. more. Because uh, well, one, one person can put 15K, another person can put 1,000. Yeah. So, so they, that's hard too. You never yeah. know like how much other parties. That, that, and that's rocks. what we're getting at. Yeah, like, like, it's kind of unfair for, for a buyer. It is. You know? Yeah. I mean, for, for, for my buyers, I would tell them in that situation, like, what number are you comfortable losing the property at? Like, if yeah. there's $1,000 more than that number, yeah. then you'd, you'd be happy losing it, right? Yeah. yeah. But I've had the situation where yeah. they, they put in their final number, and then when they see how much it was, they're like, I would have paid that much. I would have paid yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had buyers it's say that tricky. to me, too. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm only going to put 350 and then it sells for 365 I would have paid 365 Said so this is the discussion we had. If you're willing <laughs> to pay 365 you should have put 365, right? Did you guys hear the story of this lady? She had a she had an acreage outside of Calgary. This mm -hmm. was a few years ago. And yeah. uh, this, more than a few years ago, the real estate market was bad in Calgary. And she put, wasn't, sell, wasn't selling her house. She was giving her house away. But to enter into this contest, you had to pay $10 and write a story of why your family deserves this home mm. and then this lady would she got in trouble by the by the lottery commission or whatever yeah but it turns out she didn't do anything illegal anyways so but it was a ten dollar entry to to send this letter and she got so much she got like way more than the house was worth oh wow and then she picked someone and gave them that house she's happy they're happy that's a this that's a different way of selling you know yeah Whoa. So yeah. she didn't give her house away. She wasn't offering to give it away. She was selling it was her practically house. Practically, no. She was she's home lottery, right? Home lottery, yeah, but not a lottery because it was a. There's a, you'd have to look up the story, but it was pretty interesting. But she got a ton of entries, like way more than than yeah. than what the house is kind of like the so basically she same model as the yearly hospital home lottery and. Uh, but you have to write something in, so she read through all the entries <laughs> and picked. You had to write like, why you deserve this home. Yeah, and she pick, would pick someone because she didn't want to just give the house away to anybody. She wanted to give it Sounds to her. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Man, she really? made like double. 
Crazy. <laughs> it must have been more than ten dollars an entry because, like, if she has an acres, it would have sold for like at least five hundred k. That's a lot of entries. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I, I of think the place worth. Yeah. So she kept everyone's ten dollar lotto yeah. ticket and then gave it to one. Of like, would people. you if if you had a chance? Would you enter it for ten bucks? I would. Yeah, yeah you I might win a house. Ten bucks and write a story. Be like me and Tiny Tim. We need a place. I had to be. Yeah, a story. Yeah, it'd be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says, says on here you're <laughs> yeah. anyways, anyways. <laughs> yeah we'll probably cut that out yeah. <laughs> alright well okay. it's been a pleasure <laughs> says on here you were a paraplegic and you're walking up here no problem <laughs> oh, okay alrighty well we're done that's a good place to end um, <laughs> thank you what for watching what do you watching. mean guys hey this is my outro <laughs> Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for inviting Uh, me. Yes, that was episode 41 of the YWC Real Estate Show. We will see you next week. Thank you. Take care.